Shalom. I am Shomer Man. We are fresh out of Chag Hamatzot, which is the Festival of Unleavened Bread. Hope everyone had a wonderful, wonderful time. And you are feeling like just on top of the world. And if you're not feeling on top of the world, then Baruch Hashem, because this week's parasha, Parasha Shemini, continuing on in Sefer Vayikra, the book of Leviticus is commonly called in English. Uh, our Torah portion for the week is going to start in chapter 9. So before we get started with all that, I just wanted to send out this first podcast because I want us to all be encouraged. And encouragement is something you always need to have regardless of whether you want it or not. Because your tank will run low at some point and the mountain will seem to turn into a valley at another. So with all that being said, there is there are uh, a few drops from the uh, the Passover, uh, I guess what would be called drops. Uh, the Lakute, not Lakute. Lakute Torah is in there at times, but uh, this is specifically from Torah Wellsprings. That in the Gemara, Bava Metzia 36, it says, What difference does it make when the Malak Hamavit, which is the angel of death, what difference does it make for that angel to be here or there? If it was destined that someone will die, no matter where he is, the Malak Hamavit can always find him. Well, you remember this uh, compendium of Jewish law called the Shulchan Aruch, i.e. a gentleman by the name of Yosef Karo. Well, the guy who followed up after him, his name is the Mabit. So the Mabit, let me go ahead and pull him back up here uh, just to kind of share. It's Rabbi Yosef, Yosef Ditrani. Sounds like a really cool name, but this is all taking place in Safat in the 16th century. And uh, yes, so Yosef or Moshe Ben Yosef Ditrani, this is the one who is known as the Mabit. So follow up and uh, successor of Yosef Karo, the compiler of the Shulchan Aruch or author, I should say. So this is going on to say he explains that nevertheless, there is a benefit in running away from troubles, which is what people used to do when there was a plague. The Mabit explains that self-imposed exile of running away is an affliction which atones. And all this is coming up because there's a quarantine going on in the world right now, and it looks like beginning signs of it being lifted. So that's pretty interesting, Baruch Hashem. But I pray that it is with the renewal of mankind and that we will choose to enter into a new era of humanity, namely one that ushers in the final redemption. But continuing on, I just want to point out that when we look at this uh, idea of quarantine, this idea that the world has seemingly run away, that is a form of atonement. 
And we can learn this, too, from the Torah portion that speaks of the cities of refuge, where if a man accidentally commits murder, in our case, not so accidental, because we have been very arrogant, uh, myself included. So hence, all this is affecting everybody. There is no one who is without sin at this point. And so the fact that we're in quarantine is a sign of divine grace that Hashem has allowed to saturate the world, should we choose it, to be in imposed exile and self-imposed exile at that point, because the fact that we all agree to do it is beautiful. Some of us didn't really agree and we have to do it, but it's it's still at some point you have to choose to stay home, you know, and for those of us who are and those of us who get to because there are people who are doing essential uh, work, which is interesting because a lot of the essential workers would rather be at home. And some of those workers have to be isolated when they come home. There are different stories about doctors and nurses who sleep in tents in their garage, which is just kind of like, wow, that's intense. I pun intended, I guess, but you know, it wasn't intentional, but this is uh just crazy because the point is we're all going through exile and atonement right now. And because we as Kalal Yisrael have been placed in exile, we're placed here for one thing to make converts. And another thing is that we're placed in exile to make atonement for all kinds of sins. So I want to start out with that because whether or not you're you're feeling the the waning of the festival of Pesach or beginning to or haven't felt it yet because it will come because such is life that you have ups and downs Parsha Shemini is the perfect pick me up because it's all about the natural being transformed, infused with the supernatural, but the natural has to be endured. The low points have to be endured. The mundane things have to be endured. This quarantine has to be endured. The suffering and affliction of the world going through COVID-19 has to be endured because it is a form of atonement and it's also a form of strengthening us so that the next time we rise, we'll rise to a higher level. But the thing is, we have to have broken hearts about it. We have to have mentalities that have been crushed from our own self-delusion and brought into understanding, Hashem, we need you. We want you. So, I just want to encourage everyone because as I was compiling everything I realized that it's probably going to be like an eight hour, if not more, literal um, podcast. So what I plan to do is break everything up and I will tag Shimini to the podcast. So the podcast will come out by subject. So that way, whatever you want to click on, whatever you want to listen to, it will be available for you. And uh, loading up social media with post after post after post. I uh, don't want to clog everyone's feed up. So uh, so that way you don't get fed up. I will be just posting them all here. So I'm going to post this episode 
and hopefully everyone will be able to get to hear it and uh, know what the itinerary is. So anyway, we're counting the Elmer. Count the Elmer. Do it. And let us all continue to rise and elevate. Uh, the, the final story I want to share is one from Tora Well Springs on Pesach. And it was talking about a person who was unfamiliar with an elevator. And they came to visit America and they were like, man, I want to see some beautiful sights and da, 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 da. And the person who was the American was saying, hey, you should go to the Empire State Building and look out over the top of that building and you can see like all this beautiful landscape. Well, the person was like, okay, um, you want me to climb to the top of a very, very, very tall building which I assume has stairs, which means there's going to be a lot of stairs. And then when I get to the top, if I can get to the top, how can I enjoy the view when I'm out of breath and just kind of exhausted and weary? And then I have to think about how am I going to get back down? So paraphrasing all this, that's the the gist of it. The Torah Wellspring goes on to say that the person who's the American, was telling this visitor, hey, you don't have to climb stairs. Just get in the elevator and go to the top. And the person's like, oh, okay, fine. I I would love to go do this then. I don't have to climb stairs. Great. This person gets in the elevator. Elevator closes. And the lights go out in the elevator. And the person is terrified. Just sitting in the elevator and the elevator's not moving. It's dark in there. They just walked in and the door's closed and they just sat there. So frantically, the person feeling in the dark kept pushing until they found buttons and ended up pushing the emergency button. And the operator uh, spoke to them, said, hey, what are you doing? And the person's like, I'm trapped in the elevator. I was trying to get to the top. It's like. Did you did you push the button for the floor that you needed to go to? And the person's like, push a button to go to the floor? Like, what are you talking about? And they're like, the the takeaway from the story was basically that throughout the week of Pesach, we already ascended back to we already ascended, first of all, back to zero, back to level. Because remember in Egypt we reached a 49th level of impurity. And We ascended all 49 of those levels to get back to zero by the end of Pesach. Hakamato. So that whole seven day period was like Hashem took us up on the elevator and brought us to the top floor. But aha, we have yet to go the 49 levels of purity, which is what the Omer count does. So now we have to get off the elevator and now we have to take the stairs to get to Shavuot. Which means this is the time of get you some and pushing and going beyond your 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 downs, your depressions or your frustrations or your angers or your bitterness points or hurts or any kind of affliction that you may feel right now. And Parsha Shemini is here in front of us to help us go, hey, shake the cobwebs out, wake up from the Tweety Birds and stars, stand up on your feet, 
Grab a hold of the Zitzita Mashiach Yeshua, which is counting the Omer. That's literally what that is. Because why? Because you're going to be purified from your uncleanness and impurity, just like the woman who grabbed a hold of Yeshua's Zitzit was cleaned of her impurities and defilements because of the level of impurity brought on by a woman who uh, experiences a Zava, which is the, a whole thing that we'll learn about in a couple of Torah portions from now. So anyway, now that we're grabbing hold of the Zitzit and being purified, we're going to go up a step at a time. So you know how there are flights of stairs and people are like, oh, we got two flights, three flights. Or you're on the third floor. I ain't going up all those stairs. But guess what? We have seven flights of stairs to step up. Okay, we've already completed the first flight of stairs and we got a little bit of help from Pesach because we were already in that. And then the rest of the week of unleavened bread. And now the rest of it is counting the Omer. So as we're counting the Omer, we're going up the other six flights of stairs, elevating our physical emotions, our physical expressions of who we are, the makeup of our humanity. Now we're going to bring that all the way up, 49 levels with the help of Hashem. And on the 50th day, which will be after we finish that sixth flight of stairs, which if you add that back to last week, what we began counting, that would make a total of seven. Six plus one is seven, right? Cool. Okay, so we're on that. We ended seven flights of stairs. And after you make that last step, Hashem is like, let me show you something. And he's going to grab a hold of us and take us into the realm of transcendence, which is Shavuot. And it actually is what's called an Adzeret, uh, which is a quarantine, if you will, uh, coming away to be with Hashem, just like a bride and a bridegroom come away with each other and they're alone and secluded. Nobody's allowed to interrupt them and they come out when they're ready. Don't you just love a Jewish wedding? Because <laughs> uh, as uh, if you get married and you're not Jewish, uh, people will be like, hey, where you at? Let's go. Let's get the pictures going. Let's do the reception. Da, 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 da. Jewish wedding. They're like bride and groom. They'll come out when they're ready. If it's late, it's late. We got seven days to do this. Literally, Jewish weddings are seven days celebration. Some people don't keep that custom, but that's customarily how it's done. That's why Yeshua turning the water into wine on one of like the close to the end days of the wedding feast in Cana. That's why that's such a big deal, because it's like we've been celebrating all this time. Now Yeshua shows up and then he everybody needs wine now because we got to keep doing the wine, you know, and uh, he turns the water into wine. And everybody's like, whoa, what is this? Y'all used to, you're supposed to bring the best out first and now you bring the best out last. And it's like, well, the one who is the vine showed up. But anyway, just a little tangent on weddings. But that's the point of what we're headed to. We're headed to our wedding day. And that's Shavuot. And that's the giving of the Torah, the receiving of the Holy Spirit, just like in Acts chapter 2 and also Exodus 19, uh, also Exodus 24. So, when you put all those things together, that's what we're looking at. And so we have to uh, we have to invest. And that's what these weeks are all about. It's all about investing. So invest. Let's pick ourselves up, suit up 
and uh, let's rev up the engines and let's climb some more stairs. And uh, oxygen tanks are available to your right. And uh, if you need a drink of water, it's over to your left and uh, Brukashem. So many blessings to everyone. May you count the Omer every night. Don't miss a day. And may you be blessed to ascend and elevate for being worthy of receiving the Torah. May it be so for us and for all Yisrael. And in the whole entire process, may Hashem redeem the whole entire world. May there be none that perish. May there be global geula, global redemption, complete, full, and amazing and thorough. Amen.